Grace. And I'm Lucy. We're coming to you live from the studio. And you're listening to the Big Picture Podcast. And today we are chatting with Daniel Martin and the infamous. Hi, welcome guys. (laughs) Welcome. We got Paige, (laughs) Ursula, and Daniel. Do you guys want to go ahead, introduce yourselves, and then maybe give a little bit about what you guys do together in the band? I'm Paige. I play drums and uh, I make it loud. <laughs> I'm Ursula. I'm backup vocals and I have fun. <laughs> Woo! I play fun. That's, that's your other instrument. Uh, I said backup vocals, dude. Like, what else do you want from me? <laughs> you are lots of fun. Uh, I'm Daniel Martin. I play rhythm guitar and lead vocals. Woo! Awesome. Um, so what is your guys' story? Like, origin story? Yeah. Uh, I guess that would be a me one, hey? That would be a you one. So the the short version is that a TV series called Rutherford Manor asked asked me to do a song for them, and a song became an album, and that album became Taste of Madness, which is our first release. Um, We're still here five years later. This is our fifth anniversary this year. And we just released our second album the pursuit of heaviness uh, last october last halloween and yeah we're 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 too invested now to quit (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) Um, so let's talk a little bit about maybe some of your guys's like influences especially behind last album and the new work you guys are kind of doing let's talk about influences like who influenced you or other kind of like maybe bands you guys maybe sound like and then also life and what life influences mm-hmm. That is a yeah. very loaded question. Yeah, like, we yeah. can take the entire show <laughs> just answering that one question. <laughs> so let's start band-wise. So it's probably Daniel should take the band-wise stuff. And then, uh, I don't know. The band, uh, there were so many questions in one question. Yeah, uh, truly, truly. So, so what went into the, the last album we just did? Um, what was your guys' like, inspiration behind creating your music? Um, oh, um... It came from a lot of places. Um, I well, my first my first concert that I ever saw was Alice Cooper, so that kind of set the bar for like, you know, big music, big stage value. Um, uh, yeah, and I I don't know my my big thing is I I create the band I want to see based on like from an audience perspective, and I I hate it when bands get up there in t shirts and jeans and just play the album and go. It's like I want to be I want to be entertained. I want to be swept up into a world and a narrative and a story and and yeah, every every song that we play live is a chapter of a story that we write. It's never the same twice. And yeah, that's that's the Lego foundation of this band. Your villain origin story. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way you say that too. There's so much like theatrics. I fell into a vat of Metallica. So okay, what about, what about the two of you? What what do you put into this into yeah. this band? For me, I I just try to make the drums interesting, help to keep the uh, the music cohesive, and I just I just try to keep it um, energized, keep it uh, just keep it rocking, keep people are able to. Bang their heads and just kind of really get with the get in with the beat. Uh, Ursula, what do you what do you, what do you put into this band? What goes through your filter? Yeah, vocals, <laughs> singing, <laughs> a little bit of the humor as, as we're oh. doing here. Um, I could totally see that you're so fun. Yeah, right back to you. Hey, 
<laughs> you should have heard the conversation before we started recording. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, I love singing, have loved singing since probably I started speaking, came with some pitch out and it hasn't stopped saying since. So I, I love playing with different types of vocals, different types of styles of vocals, harmonies, and I, I love all the nerdiness that comes behind putting harmonies together and yeah. yes, <laughs> and just have a lot of fun with it. I love that so much, yeah. Such a fun band. Um, what is your guys' kind of creative process like? Uh, well, we're, we're kind of seeing what other options we have from our usual go-to. Um, the usual go-to that we've been doing for, for new music is I'll bring, I'll bring new music to the table where I'll bring like an 80% finished song and I'll, and I'll say, okay, Paige, here's, the, here's how the song goes, here's how the placeholder drums go, make it better. So if you, because you know, I, I don't want to. Can we curse on this podcast? On this yeah, podcast, of okay. course. <laughs> um, I don't want to just be like, you know, Radio. fuck you. Here are the parts. Um, it's it's like, no, you you take what I have, and if you can make it better, great. And if you can change it and make it better, absolutely. Then, yeah, I try, I try to keep that with everybody, just so that everyone gets their creative input. And um, a lot of the stories and stuff in your music, it it paints this picture and, and tells such a story. Where do you kind of get these? ideas for these this almost like plot of your music from um all over like the the first album was all about the characters of rutherford manor uh the the tv series and like you know for example dark waltz it's about uh, you know what happens when two serial killers fall in love that's that's, that's an interesting song right <laughs> um and then for this this new record we just put out uh, uh, stories come from all over like i had I, I I don't like artists who exclusively write about. Or I don't like it when artists write exclusively about themselves, and you know, obviously, I have to inject a little bit of my own personality into other people's stories sometimes, just because that would be impersonal if I didn't. But yeah, I I, I find stories from all over, like um, uh, Eden off of our new album, for example, is uh, it's very much like a. A fight between Mother Nature and man, and that's not really a fight where anyone wins. So, yeah, that, that long, <laughs> long answer. <laughs> totally. So let's talk about uh, you guys' Edmonton experience. Have you guys been to many Edmonton shows? And let's hear about some of your guys' experiences there. Uh... While she's thinking, Edmonton, Edmonton, Edmonton does have a very rich artistic and music scene. Sometimes you got to know when, when, and where to look for it. Oh, but yeah. it's, mm -hmm. but it, there's, there's so much going on all the time, and we're, and we're very honored to be like, we're very, we're very grateful to be part of it. I'm still thinking. Okay. <laughs> Paige, Paige, what was, Paige, what was the last real good local show you've been to lately? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> Your own shows, really? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, right? um, I don't tend to go to a lot of the shows. I try to, but I just don't always get there. What do you guys kind of like bring in your shows and stuff to the community? Um, <clears throat> for our shows, we we bring uh, a visual entertainment that uh, helps people get into the music. You know, we're not just, as Daniel mentioned before, t-shirt and jeans. We 
we all have costumes, you know, and they, they vary by show. Um, and we just try to, uh, to make it very visually appealing as well as musically appealing. Yeah, like um, as far as the, the scene goes and like local concerts go, I just went to Fall of Earth a week or two ago and that was, that was pretty good. And now, and now they're opening for, for larger bands, so that's, that's a cool next step for them. I went and saw, you know, there's, there's a cool up-and-coming metal band called Madhouse that I went and saw a little while ago, that I'm, and I'm friends with two of them. So that's, uh, they're, they're, they're a cool band, and I'm excited to see where they go. Um, yeah, there's, there's lots of cool up-and-coming bands that formed like during the pandemic, after the pandemic, and people that have continued throughout that time. Um, the festival scene is great, and it gives you also such a good opportunity to meet fellow musicians that you haven't had the opportunity to work with yeah. yet. And we've had such a good experience last year with the festivals we attended. And um, we, we were part of, of a few of them as well. And it, it was great getting to to meet all this these great musicians and, and become friends, you know? Mm-hmm. Right? I heard that Edmonton has more festivals than days of the year. Almost. What? I see. Almost. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Three hundred and sixty-five festivals. What? And like most of them are more than one day. So like, is there a day without festival? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was sure, something to celebrate. I was gonna say, I'm sure. I'm sure they overlap. I don't think I'd want to yeah, go to right. a festival at Christmas or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, what do you guys have planned, kind of coming up in the future? Any big shows you guys want to talk about yeah. we can start with May 3rd Ooh, which yeah. is our halfway to Halloween show so oh my god dress up if you feel like it mm-hmm. absolutely encouraged the more creative the better we, we like that um, a lot of our fans dress up to our concerts anyway so it, it's not actually <laughs> that much different <laughs> that is true that is so awesome. Yeah, so we were very excited uh, about that show. Um, are we allowed to mention the one right before that? Because that is a pretty cool thing. It, yeah, why not? Sure. It's, it's, not, it's not public, but yeah, you can, you can mention it. I can mention it. I think you should mention it because it's a cool experience. It is a very cool yeah. experience. Okay. So, I'm um, looking forward to it. <laughs> me too. So I've wanted to play my old high school basically since I left high school. Uh, I graduated in 2010, and one of the teachers there, uh, Daniel Nielsen, who kind of, when I was learning guitar and like, you know, baby's first chords and all that, he was like facilitating me and helping me out and showing me like, no, your fingers go here and that kind of thing. And and introducing me to, to a wider palette of music. He's like, you like Viking metal? Check out this band called Tear. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, whoa, I didn't know Viking metal was a thing. So... So yeah, Daniel Nielsen uh, was at a premiere a little while ago for a, a Brimstone Pictures film called Spin the Wheel that our music is on, which is very cool. And we're going to come back That's to that. Awesome. Um, yeah, so he, he was there and he caught me at the door and he's like, dude, you should come play the high school. And I was like, I've always wanted to do that. Let's do it. I'm so far ahead of you. <laughs> So yeah, on uh, on April twenty one, and it's not a public show, unfortunately, but um, we are playing for the Beaumont High School, and there's probably going to be like a thousand plus kids there, and that that could very easily be our biggest concert ever. 
Like oh for as far as attendance gosh. goes. I'm so excited. That's awesome. I'm so excited <laughs> yes. about that show. Like, it's going to be so much fun. Yeah, and, and we're, we're going to do kind of like a little meet and greet afterwards because I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a couple of kids that are like, oh my God, I want to learn to play drums like Paige. Yeah. And we'll be like, well, Paige, we'll tell you how to start. <laughs> <laughs> That's super cool. In that cool. exact Russian accent. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> That is so cool. You guys are going to be inspiring so many kids to play instruments. Yeah. Oh my god! We hope so. That's that is the objective, I guess. You know, to show yeah. they can, the kids can be creative, and you can. Well, that, and that's do it. Put yeah. your put your mind to it, and you can do it. Yeah, that's and that's a good time to start too. Like that's I I picked up guitar at seventeen, and that's that's like mm -hmm. the that's the good age to jump into it. I didn't even pick up drums till after high school. Really? Mm -hmm. I, I don't think I knew that. See, you're. you're Pulling good stuff out of <laughs> We're learning things. Yeah. It's interesting, too, because, like, kudos to that teacher mm -hmm. who, like, invited yeah. you guys. That teacher's cool, oh, man. Nielsen's yeah. the coolest. That's yeah, so cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, Paige, did you want to talk about uh, Beaumont Blues as well? We are direct support for Fifi Dobson and Finger Eleven. And Finger Eleven, uh, my girlfriend, uh, uh, met them back when they were formerly known as Rainbow Butt Monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Before they changed their name, she has several of their um, CDs from Finger Eleven, and she's kind of fangirling over them, hoping to get some signed CDs when we go there. Selena's gonna cry. She will. Oh, yeah. She's, she's Selena, uh, Paige's uh, common law girlfriend. Uh, yeah, basically wife. wife um, she's she's normally our merch person as well, but she's taken the night off from that, and she she's she wants to be backstage and meet Finger Eleven. She's gonna cry. She's gonna be like, I have so much stuff for you to sign. <laughs> they may not even get on stage. <laughs> the the people with the highlighted vests will be waiting, like looking at their watches, like where the hell are they? <laughs> That's amazing. So yeah, um, we're we're doing Beaumont Blues High School. Uh, sorry, we're doing Beaumont High School. We're doing. Uh, May 3rd, halfway to Halloween with four burlesque dancers. We're going to come back to that. And then uh, we're also doing f June 17th, Walmart Blues, opening for Finger 11 and Fifi Dobson. Oh, so maybe, yeah, let's talk a little bit more about those uh, dancers and stuff. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So, did uh, do either do you want to tag in? Or? All yours. <laughs> All yours. Ah, okay. <laughs> uh, so. You know, again, with the whole thing of, of changing it up and no no two concerts of ours are the same, um, we wanted to do something different. And rather than have a band or two open for us, we're having four burlesque dancers open for us. And, oh God, let's see if I can remember all of their names. So they are uh, Destiny Von Ivy, uh, Aurora Moon, Raven Sapphire, and Layla Sweet. Ha, I did it. Okay. Oh, congrats. <laughs> Impressive. Yeah, and they're, they're all very good at what they do. They're all uh, seasoned veterans. And they're they're yeah I I can't wait to see what they do. Um, they've they've sent me their songs and we kind of arranged them accordingly. So I think I think the heaviest goes last, like heaviest heaviest song. Um, I think it's a metal cover of Billie Eilish. Actually, are you kidding me? So just you know, spoiler Burlesque. alert: <gasps> Billie Eilish metal cover. Burlesque. What? Burlesque. 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 Yeah, so that that is you know a little a little sneaky peeky of what you got to look forward to on May third. Okay, now I have one more thing to ask about because I was so curious. Yeah, what about that uh, brimstone film? Yeah, so last year, so last year our music was used in two films, uh, one that we can talk about and one that we can't. Oh, 
I love the secrets, but yes. Yeah, we're, we're like, we're like, like for real, we're we're contractually obligated to not talk about it. So, so cool. the one that we can talk about uh, is from Brimstone Pictures, who is uh, actually it's it's run by Preston Awaziek and a couple other guys, but Preston Awaziek is actually in charge of Rutherford Manor, who got infamous onto the scene essentially. So. Yeah, he he asked us to use two of our films, uh, two of our songs in in his picture Spin the Wheel, which is a very kind of cool dread-inducing apocalypse film. Uh the songs that were used are Le Drag and Eden, and we are we are going to play one of them at May 3rd. Yeah, um uh Spin the Wheel is also kind of making the festival circuit this year. I don't know when it will go onto a streaming service, but it will be available to the public at all times at some point. But right now they're right now they're just they're just kind of like scooping up awards and festival appearances and it's it's a very cool film and we're we're very grateful that um that our music was used not once but twice in the film. Lots of amazing, amazing local talent. Mm-hmm. Lots. It, it, yeah. Isn't that great how sometimes like a film and the way that they put it on all these festivals, it's like a train to success, like bringing a lot of people along with it. Like you don't have to go and sign up for all these festivals and stuff, but your your music keeps getting heard by all these audiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like who knows how um, expansive that is to get your guys' name out there? It's crazy. Yeah, totally. And and it looks it looks like a million dollar film or like a multi million dollar mm. film, and it's it's. <laughs> Preston's actually quite proud of the fact that they didn't spend a ton of money on it. Like it was, it was deliberately low budget, with the intent of like, hey, if we can make a movie that looks good, this good and is this good with with you know a little amount, let's see what we can do with more. So it's, uh, it, yeah, it's it's Just amazing. The beginning. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is your guys's favorite song of all time? Both like. One of like your guys' songs, yeah. and then one that is not. Ooh, that's a hard one, though. Yeah, but <laughs> try it and do it. <laughs> I couldn't say that there's one of all time. There are a couple that I uh, that are my favorites, at least currently. Um, one is uh, by the band Nightwish, and the uh, song is uh, Ghost Love Score. It's one of my one of my all time one of my favorites by them. Another one is uh, from a Russian band called Arcona. Um, I don't know how it's pronounced in Russian, but the translation is uh, "In Pursuit of a White Shadow." It's one of my one of my all one of my favorite songs. Just musically, just the way it's put together. It's quite simple by nature, but it's very. It's just it's just a really really cool song. What what about your favorite infamous tune? Oh. That's also just as difficult too, because it kind of varies depending on on what we play. But um, it's like picking kids. <clears throat> I'll I'll say I kind of have two, to be honest. Um, the first one is going to be <clears throat> is going to be um, Ghost of Lovers Pass, because of just because of the melodic nature of it, because of the, the way it's written, um, how it how it starts off really really slow melodic and it builds into like a nice crescendo at 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 the end the other one um is actually stardust and for different reasons it's more of a a grandiose a very epic song it's got a lot of fanfare involved it's just it just it just makes you want to just be big and energetic and and like just proud of who you are on on that note um I, I couldn't help but notice that when, when, so again, with the whole thing of like, I brought Paige 
Stardust, and then she kind of wrote her own drums for it. And I couldn't help but notice, uh, looking back, that the drums that I gave you were actually more aggressive than the ones you played. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really cool that you that you did what you thought was best for the music or, or what was best for the music, and you kind of you kind of dialed it back on, in some parts, and you you serve the music. So that's really cool. Yeah, that's just the way I do for every song. It doesn't. Uh, not all of them have to be fast, aggressive, or whatever. It just it just needs to be. Just needs to be where it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's hard to it, it explain. It just it just has to have it has to have its own its own feel, its own its own life. Yeah, but it also has to meld with the rest of the music. Yeah, and there's and there's definitely lots of page personality on that song too. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Ursula. Okay, so uh, for infamous, I want to say "Voice on the Wind." I just really love that song. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't know if I can even explain what about the song I like the most. It's <laughs> just one of those that is. It's fun to perform live. It gets people going. It has great vocal lines. The lyrics are great. It's. I don't know. It just speaks to the folk metal person inside me. Um, <laughs> it has a good groove to it, though. It, it does. It I, I absolutely nice love it. Nice flow to it. Yeah, it's it's my favorite song of the album. I want to say, and I usually tend to gravitate more towards ballads, but for some reason, is that is the song that to me stands out the most. And yeah, and it also has such a good message to it as well. That's that's an interesting choice for for you as a vocalist because I would classify that as a guitar feature song. <laughs> so there's there's lots of moments where Ursula is just like, "I'm having such a great time," and it's just away from the mic, watching the guitar players, and then but oh, I like, bang a lot, so let me be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and don't get me wrong, like everything that you sing on that song is is outstanding. Like like when when you're there, it's it's great. But there, yeah, there's there's lots of guitar moments in there. So I'm and yeah, head bang away. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> it is. Um, I'm actually really glad that um, I had a little bit of time to think about the question of like all time greatest song uh, because that is also a question we could spend the entire podcast on. Oh yeah, because there there are so many. Um, so if I have to pick one. I, I like really big and epic sounding music. So I'm going to go old school. Really, really old school. It would have to be uh, the opening of Carmina Burana, O Fortuna. If you probably don't know right now what I'm talking, it's like 1700s, Carl Orff. And, um, but if you put it on, you're going to be like, Oh, that one. And there's not another song, in my opinion, that's more epic than that. And, and it's a collection of like, I don't even know what century poems. It's three different languages and it's, I think it's 20 some poems, uh, that got adapted and it, it's just spectacular. Uh, when I was, uh, part of my high school, uh, choir way, way back when, ancient times, um, we actually had the opportunity to support, um, an actual act. So the, 
the um, auditorium of my school was known for have really, really good acoustics. So it used to get rented out a lot for ta- for like classical music uh, at the time. It, it was one of the known ones. Um, and we got the chance to perform that specific song. And being like in your senior year of high school and get to sing this super epic with song with professional musicians as part of a choir was a pretty amazing experience so heavenly you know like godly i have to check that out after (laughs) i know (laughs) you all should i know i was gonna say i wish we we could just like have a little um cut in there or something (laughs) could could we could we get the name of that again oh so if i remember correctly and don't quote me because i'm terrible with names of stuff so the actual whole um I don't even know how it's classified because it's not an opera. It's like music for choir and instruments. Uh, I think it's how it's classified. So it's Carmina, so uh, C-A-R-M-I-N-A. Yeah, Carmina. Burana, B-U-R-A-N-A. I think I spelled that right. Um, And it's the first, it's the opening song. I, I absolutely love it. As as far as, so my, my sorry, was, that, was there anything else? I don't want to interrupt you. Well, I can mention more stuff, but not even Bohemian Rhapsody is more epic than this song. So, <laughs> so my all-time favorite song, like the the song that made me pick up guitar, is "One" by Metallica. I was, you know, I was a singer at that time. Like I was, I started singing at fifteen, sixteen, and I, I found myself getting bored on stage, where like. And here's the fourth guitar solo of the song, and I would just stand there and like, <laughs> I, yeah, I was getting bored on stage. So, so a friend sits me down in front of one, and I, I it's like, where, where's the singer? I just see three guitarists and a drummer, and then one of the guitar players starts singing, and I was like, oh my god, that's so cool! <laughs> I guess that is an option, isn't it? So yeah, one by Metallica made me want to play music, and then the version of one with the San Francisco Symphony made me want to write music. So that, yeah, that's, that's my all-time favorite song. And then my, my favorite infamous song, uh, it, it's, again, it's like picking kids. It depends on the day. Um, today, it's Enslave Me, because I, I, it, it's, that's like the big heavy banger of, of the album, of The Pursuit of Heaviness. It's angry, it's aggressive, it's, it, kid, you know, the kids break so their necks in the front. Oh, you, you've heard it? You're familiar? <laughs> Uh, no, it's just like, I just love the fact that it's like pursuit of happiness and you're angry about it. <laughs> pursuit yeah. of heaviness. Yeah. yeah, heaviness. But like in general, the pursuit of happiness used to be like the U.S.'s goal and everything. And I feel like we have a whole community of people who are just like, that was bullshit, you know? The pursuit? <laughs> really? Can't I just have it? <laughs> I'll get a six pack of happiness at Costco, please. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, yeah, so Enslave Me. It's it's big, angry, heavy. Uh, all the kids break their necks in the front row. Um it's a good one to throw your head around to, and it's a good one to cry by yourself in your room to at night. But uh, the lyrics are very, very deep. Yeah, so sometimes it's Enslave Me, sometimes it's Voice on the Wind, sometimes it's Stardust, sometimes it's This is the Life. I mean, you you, you, you can't go wrong with This is the Life. <laughs> party, pirate, pirate party. Pirate, blah, blah, blah. I want to say both words at the same time. Pretty. Pirate party, pirate Just say R. I love that... Um, in your guys' music, there's so many different um, flavors. Sound, flavors like that. Like, I was listening to it on my way here, and it was like, 
yeah, like almost a little bit piratey. And then there's parts where it's like heavy and it's giving like medley kind of things. And then it's like theatrical and it's super, it's cool the way that you guys kind of mix everything together in so many different flavors and layers. Too. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Like we, 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 we're all about our variety. You have to when your band is this large. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we got on stage and every song was just kind of like this, if if it was all the same, then people would just leave. Or yeah. no, um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that um, one and then today enslave me. Those are punctuation. That's my that's my favorite song today. That's your final answer. <laughs> Do not phone a friend. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. <laughs> What would you say inspires you guys to create? Maybe like starting with what inspired you initially to start creating music and and that sort of thing and, and why you do it now. Oh, everybody's pointing at me. No. There's no camera, so people cannot actually see that you guys are pointing. I was pointing so I'm calling you out. I'm calling you all out. I was pointing um, Paige. <laughs> So should I just like dodge? Like, <laughs> under? Uno reverse. No, you. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll answer if you don't want to. What what, what makes you create? What's uh, what makes you what makes you sing? Emotions. It's just different people have different ways to express what they have inside. So some of us have music, some of us have art, like all the lovely art that is on the walls, by the way. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Um, you. you should see this, it's really good. Um, stop. Keep going. Stop. <laughs> She's blushing. Um, so, oh, same. It, it's the same drive that, that gets you to create this art, that, that gets you to speak about these subjects. It's, it's that same urge to, to find your language and to find the way that that you can communicate what what's inside you, um, kind of like the it's kind of like your love language is is how you mm -hmm. express yourself. It's kind of like a compulsion, like it's it's uh, just a a need to do something that isn't mundane, and just a need to do something that makes sense and makes things better. And it comes from inside you since you're very little. Like I have a couple of anecdotes uh, from when I was a little kid that I have zero recollection of, but I've gotten people telling me. And it it just um, speaks to the fact that music has been my language since I was a little kid. I, uh, one quick small uh, story. So no, when I was big, in- Make it a big story. Make it a big story. <laughs> Two good ones for, for that. Um, one is uh, that when I was in uh, preschool, so we're talking three, four-year-old me. It's your idea. Um, they used to uh, make us do formation after recess type of thing. Don't ask me why. Um, I don't know. I guess my parents felt that I needed more discipline in my life. Um, <laughs> look how that turned out. Um, so um, they had a music room. And one of the things I used to do when people weren't looking 
was sneaking away while they were trying to get all these three, four-year-olds into formation, get into the music room. And as soon as it got quiet, because they finally got all the kids in line, somebody is doing head counts. It's like, we're down one. Who is, who, who is missing? Where's Ursula? And then you started hearing the piano. Ah! And all the kids will, of course, break <laughs> formation and run to the music room to see who was playing the piano. And guess who was playing the piano? <laughs> Yours truly. So, and that's one of the anecdotes that was told to me as an adult. I have zero recollection of this. And yeah, that, that's who I was as a kid. Isn't it just so authentic too when you get those stories and you're like, I still am that way, you know? Like, oh, I, I have another one, but I, I have another one, but I think I'm going to save that towards the end because I know you want to ask about stories later on. So I think I'm going to save that one for the story part. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like it. I like it. As, as far as, uh, as compulsion of creation goes, um, I, have a, I have a really hard time expressing emotion like in, in conversation and in real life. Um, like, you know, someone will say something to me and a week will go by and I'll be like, oh my God, I'm angry about that. Like, I just, I just have a really hard time functionally expressing my own emotions. So music is kind of my, my chance to do that. And which is maybe why the, our infamous music is so colorful is because, uh, that's, that's like my input that, uh, I, I feel during art. Like uh, one of my favorite current shows that I'm watching is The Legend of Vox Machina, which is an animated show about Dungeons and Dragons. And I cry at like, or I'll, I'll tear up <laughs> at like the stupidest moments during that show where I'll be like, oh my God, they're such good friends. <laughs> oh my God, that speaks so much to me because I do the same thing. I don't cry when people have yeah. like this death scenes like your typical everybody like you know Leonardo DiCaprio is drowning in yeah. Titanic no I, I don't cry there but when I see like these really good friendships like they're really <laughs> supporting each other it's like oh my, my god this is so beautiful <laughs> yeah, I mean so, the tissue marks I'm so allergic to kids I'm not crying you're crying <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so I so music is is my compulsion to create but it's also it's it's how I process my emotions I guess oh yeah it's my voice. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, sometimes I feel like if we don't do that processing of emotions, it just gets all bundled up and then you get sick or something. Like, yeah. seriously, especially if you're an artist and you're used to the creating, it's like a muscle you're working out. All of a sudden, if you put a stop to it or something, like, you will get sick. Yeah. <laughs> Physically, mentally, I don't know, but some way, yeah. So, so quick sidebar, if anyone's listening to this and you're, you aren't artistic, but you want to be, do it. Yeah, do it. Curious do it, cancer. Do it. I mean, <laughs> you don't have to be good at it to enjoy it. Oh, Totally, mm-hmm. totally. They, they, Who's really good at it anyway? The beauty's in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> <laughs> like a like a very good friend of mine. He's he he plays coffee shops for open mics, and he's <laughs> he's a better guitarist than I am. And he's he's like he's got a great voice. He's a ripping piano player. He's he's got like three instruments that he's really good at, and he's so he's so happy just playing for coffee shops and. I tell him, like, dude, you could be playing for audiences bigger than Infamous, and he's he's like, nah, it doesn't make me happy. So, hmm. so yeah, like totally. It, audience, how many people you do it in front of? Even. Like, you know, whether you're painting for a thousand people or one person, you that, that doesn't matter. So, if you're if you want to be artistic, do it. Yeah, it's holding you back. Don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> Never stop. Um, really, is the next question. Um, 
Oh, I forgot it actually. Don't you just hate that when it comes in your head and then it leaves? <laughs> so I really wanted to ask like if you guys had like specific people or specific moments in time that you're kind of drawing to in your songs and in your lyrics specifically. Um, or if as an instrument player, there's any time that you kind of go back to to bring yourself into the moment. Like a creative center kind of thing? Like yeah, a, like a that and sometimes, you know, people kind of like write their songs like about certain stories, certain people, certain things. Or, um, yeah, anything uh, very specific that has to do with... Um, Getting really great at asking my questions, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think I know what you're going for. Yeah. Um, as as far as like where where story so where stories come from, that's your. Yeah, because you guys are really story based. And yeah. Stuff like that, everyone has kind of like everyone yeah. kind of has a unique character basis, but where are you getting them all from? Yeah, they they come from all over the world. Yeah, really, they come from magic. They they come from all over the place. So. You know, Stardust comes from, um, it's like all that the human, all that humanity could be. It's like, you know, let's stop killing each other so we can go to space is essentially <laughs> what Stardust is about. Uh, and then, you know, Ghost of Lovers Past is about like every breakup ever. Um, uh, Enslave Me is like, you know, about all the things that we, that, that enslave us and tie us down and, and, some people are so used to being enslaved by things that they enjoy it or they've come to enjoy it. Um, yeah, it's, it, the stories come from everywhere. I, I, I think the band would be very boring if I wrote only about personal experiences. So it's, they, they come from all over. They're truly woke. Truly. <laughs> In the best way possible. Very millennial of me, but, <laughs> you know, like, there's no close-mindedness in a lot of the ideas very um thank you um who are you guys listening to locally any other favorite local bands or um uh currently on my currently on on my playlist i have um a band called soulborn <laughs> but i don't think they're a band anymore so i'm not sure but they are edmonton based um I think most of them have, uh, they have a lot other, of other projects, projects right yeah, now yeah. That, that are all releasing music. Um, I have, I've been listening to another band uh, called Black Sun Tales, but they're from Regina, but they're also not a band anymore. Um, but the music is really cool. Um, locally, <laughs> other than my own stuff, um, not really at the moment, to be honest with you. So I, I do have a few. It's just on my friend list. It's just mm-hmm. on, on, on my playlist and stuff. Yeah, right, this yeah. yeah I, I do have a friends. few uh, bands that have, uh, well, that we're, we've known each other from, from the scene and uh, I, I love knowing and, and listening to the new music they're getting out. So there are uh, Brothers of Tower Hill, who have released an album recently. Uh, we had a great time uh, sharing the stage with them last year. Um, did, they, did they release music or were they going to release music? No, no, it's it's out. Oh, I better get on that. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, it's okay. out. Uh, yeah, you, you need to listen to The Claw is the Law. It's about White Claw. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Very epic song about White Claws. Um 
they they did such an amazing job uh, with their album. It, it sounds very very good. I have uh, two good friends of mine are in that band. Uh, the Spruce Moose released a song uh, a few months back. I'm I'm not entirely sure when. Uh, I think the song is called like Pyramid Scheme. It, it was, that, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's a pretty good song. Um, there is uh, Phantom Divine, who also recently released music. Uh, that is the former singer of Soulborn. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she got pulled into that band. Um, well, I, I'm sorry if I said that wrong. I don't know. <laughs> We're going to go bag us up a singer. <laughs> She's not the original singer. No, sorry if that's not the right word. <laughs> Jeez, I'm foreign. Give me a break, dude. Because uh, it's not my first language. It's my third. Um, okay, that's impressive. <laughs> um, yeah, then who else can I think of right now? Uh, Valeria. Um, I don't know. Is there anybody else there that, that I'm missing? Uh, I'm, I'm listing. I don't think Valeria has new music, but uh, I did see them active uh, on social media. I, I'm not familiar with Valeria. I, I I want to be, but I yeah I, I don't know about them specifically. What was that was that the end of your your thought or? Um, I I think that's my okay. list that of <laughs> local bands that I've been listening to their material lately. Yeah. So I you know I'm I'm very organized and I've, I'm all about my lists. So I've got uh, as far as local bands and artists and uh, uh, people go, I've got a green list, a yellow list, and a black list. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, the green list is people where it's like, yeah, I like what they do and I like the people in it. They'll, like, we'll, we'll book a show with them at any point. So I had a big, extensive green list uh, before the pandemic hit. And then in 2022, when we, you know, the album's just about done and we're getting ready to get back on stage, I went through my green list and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> half of these bands don't exist anymore. Oh, ah! no. yeah. So, you know, all, all of my... Um, a lot of my favorite Edmonton bands like uh, Order of Chaos and Soulborn, uh, they they are not a thing anymore, and that and that sucks. Um, I yeah, I'm I'm kind of you know we're we're lifting the veil of the pandemic, and we're we're finding out who's still doing what and who's uh-huh. who's just kind of risen from the from the from the dirt. Um, yeah. yeah. Phoenix is rising. <laughs> yeah. So, so one of my uh, one of my favorite Edmonton bands is a folk metal band called Mustiketu, and they they're they're very good songwriters. They're very good performers. I don't know what they're doing right now. Every time I ask them, so you know, they 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 functionally have not been a group since like 2021 or something like that. But I I ask them like, what are you guys doing? Like, or is is Mustiketu done? They're like, no, no, no. So I I. Th- Think they're working on new material, but I, you know, don't quote me on that. Or do I'm not your mother. <laughs> um, yeah, like a, you know, Fall of Earth is about to release their their second full length album. Um, All else fails. Just oh, put yeah. out. Just put out an EP. Uh, they do a really cool cover of Death. Uh, yeah. So it, you know, in the in the comments of this podcast, if you have any. You know, if you're familiar with Infamous or you're familiar with any of the bands that we've just listed and you know someone that you think we should be aware of, then then put it in the comments. Put it in the Please. comments section below. Exactly. Um, I um, wanted to bring up a little little shout out 
to Thug Shells as mm. one of my favorite locals. And Ursula, you look just like her. <laughs> <laughs> Not to like put the like spotlight there, so, but like you guys look so much alike. You should see a picture of her. So Thug Shells is chiseled like a Greek goddess. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh, facially, Actually, like the she kind of does. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think some face. introductions that might be warranted. I don't know. It, like, she's a very bubbly, happy oh, personality does she do too. You're so bubbly too. You guys even have similar personalities. It's driving me nuts. Does she do the Thursday night, um, the rap open mic at Revival? Yes, she yeah, does. Okay. She's a rapper and she speaks so quick. She's got a real quick, <laughs> quick talking mouth. <laughs> she's hilarious. She's a vibe. She's lots of fun. She does a lot of like kids raps and stuff too and she's okay. always streaming live and stuff so that's pretty cool I'll catch her on stream <laughs> let's let's make friends with thug shells yes. make friends with thug shells yeah yeah i just your way. um finished up with the vakin metal festival this Ooh. year and there was some really good edmonton bands in the finals um hollow point super cool um, local band Enosis and Arcane Tyrant as well. I feel like you guys would how, like both of them. How does one apply for Vakken Metal Battle? Because I always, I always see the thing and I, I like, like, oh shit, we missed it. Ah oh, shit, we missed it. We can and, find out. Okay, okay. It's a online um, yeah. application through okay. Vakken. Yeah. Because I was, I was gonna say like, you know, one of the one of the bands that I saw on the on the recent. Uh, Rounds were uh, were Sparrow Blue. They're, yeah. Sparrow Blue is a great band, but they're not metal. And I was I was so confused when I saw their name. I was like, well, I, I didn't apply because I, I I was worried that Infamous was like oh, these people aren't metal. But oh but but oh I think I think if Sparrow Blue can can play it, and fuck yeah, we can too. Yeah, and they made it into the finals too. They're yeah, good, super cool. Way to go! Way to go! Well, winners yeah. were Riot City. Yeah, that was um and they uh they ended up headlining one of the nights at Hyperspace. Oh, Hyperspace yeah. Festival, which is an invite only festival by the promoters. Okay. So if you ever get asked to play there, you probably should. Cool. That's very cool. This invite only is in Va- Vancouver and it's a three day festival. Oh yeah, I saw Iron Kingdom. Uh I, I saw they were there. Yeah. Yeah. They they are also a band we've played with, uh amazing, great band mm-hmm. out of BC. Uh, we've shared stage with, uh, and and they they have a special place in my heart because they have uh, Megan as their guitar player and she yeah. is spectacular. Ooh, Megan, shout out! <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, Iron Kingdom's a great band. And when they we had the very good privilege of playing with them the last time they came through Edmonton. Yeah, that was the show year. with Tower Hill. Yeah, yeah. And because they're so big, they're such a big deal. Um, at I I didn't know that we were headlining that show until the day of we just prepared like a support level 45 minute slot and then we get there and they're like oh by the way you're headlining and i was like what (laughs) over iron kingdom really (laughs) that does okay okay, we'll do it it's we're still playing for just 45 minutes yeah so they're oh they're a great band yeah absolutely definitely I, i love seeing their name on stuff another another good Local band to there's two local bands to mention are uh, Panty Psychotics and Sugarwash. So writing that down. Yeah, that so they're, cool they're, they're they're both punk bands. I believe they're entirely women. I don't think there's any any guys in the band, but uh, yeah, they're they're female. They're all all yeah. 100 percent of them. 
Uh, I'm pretty sure they are. Yeah. So two. Yeah. So two all female punk bands, and they're 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 very good. They're they're riot girls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and and I quote: "Jam out with your clam out." End quote. <laughs> Did you write that down, Liz? That's Quote? Yeah. Write down the quote, you, please. You can you can <laughs> quote you can quote them on that. <laughs> so funny. All right. Well, let's get a little artsy here. Um, how do you guys want your music to feel to other people? What do you want them to feel when they hear it? That's kind of a tough question because um, we just play it the way it makes us feel. And so for if I mean if they feel similar that's that's great but at the end of the day it's there to to make them feel what they want to feel. Mm, they can interject yeah, yeah, yeah. they can interject how they're feeling on that particular day or that time and our only goal is we just hope it it resonates with them on some level. I don't know what I can add on top of this very deep <laughs> no, it's it's yeah, answer question. that Paige just just gave. It's yeah, it I'm like good. Connects. I want them to feel good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we 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 want them to feel. So like yeah. whatever 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 kind yeah, of yeah. yeah, whatever kind of emotion you're feeling, good or bad or somewhere in the middle, then we want we want our music to kind of amplify that or reflect that. Like um in in the film Spin the Wheel, um they used our song Eden. And Eden, while we wrote it about a very specific thing, we made it kind of broad enough that it can be about other things. And then the way mm-hmm. they used it in the in the movie totally re- rewrites the narrative of, you know, of the yeah, song. But but uh, but it, it works. So it yeah we it, and then yeah we give people enough to kind of start somewhere, but then they finish the rest of it with their with what's going on inside them. So yeah, we want you to just feel whatever you're already feeling. Just embrace your innermost authentic self and dance. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What's your guys' favorite thing about performing live? Like a specific thing? The energy. Yeah. There, it's it's this. Oh, I'm I'm gonna speak for myself here. Yeah. Um, but it's an intimate moment between you and the audience. Because you're putting so much of yourself out there, being it a fun song, being it a more serious song, you're still putting so much of yourself into it. And you have this, you become vulnerable to your audience. I, I don't know if that makes mm. sense. Oh, what is it ever? Yeah, yeah. yeah, because you, you're just opening yourself up to the audience. And then you share this moment with them that even though it's fun, it's energetic, it's all that, it's also very intimate. So I I love how that feels. I love that connection that we can have with the audience through music. It's also a feeling you you can't really find anywhere else. Um, And it basically makes you kind of be become your most authentic self that you can be. Because as a musician, every time you go on stage, you always want to do your best. doesn't matter if it's for one person, 100 people, it doesn't matter. You, you always want to play your best, you always want to perform your best. And, and in that moment, 
that's the best you can do on that day, on that time. And that's the most authentic self you can be. And it's the most intimate that you can be with your audience. Yeah. <laughs> How do I follow that? I was just going to say, <laughs> follow that up. Um, I, I kind of took that in, that question in, in a different direction. Um, one of my f- oh, interesting. S- specific favorite things about performing is uh, seeing people sing along to infamous music. Ah. Like the yeah. lyrics, and it doesn't. It doesn't even have to be like, like the lyrics. Like I've, we, I've heard people sing along to our guitar lines, or keyboard lines, and and yeah, having people know and be intimate enough with our music to to sing it is uh, is a really special thing for me. So yeah, that's 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 my answer. And you know what? I, I'd I'd also don't mind you know getting in front of new people and them not knowing the words. It's like okay, we'll teach you. That's <laughs> awesome. You know, that kind of gets me thinking and stuff, too, with people remembering your guys' lyrics and singing them to them, even, like, riffs and stuff like that. That's so cool. But people are coming up dressed up for you guys and stuff. So yeah, cool. That's cool. So tell us a little bit more about that, like, kind of costumes and stuff. Like, it's some local about, people that probably come often, right? So it, It's all about eh? self-expression, to yeah. be honest. It's just, it's a safe show to just show up how you're feeling. So, like, we... Again, I'm going to speak for myself because I don't want to speak for Daniel's outfits. No, good. He can talk about his women's pants all he wants later. As long um, as they're not, you know, story, backless chaps or there, something. There's a story. Of, um, <laughs> push him on it. <laughs> about whose pants he's getting into. Um, <laughs> you got to be tight. He's blushing, by the way. Um, and no. Now, <laughs> and now I totally forgot what I was saying. Damn it. Wardrobe. Um, <laughs> <Wardrow>. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you get. <laughs> See, too many jokes. Um, no, it's it's just a place where you just can express yourself. So there's so many places in everyday life where you're not allowed to express yourself, especially if you have a nine to five job where you're in an office and and all that. And people need to break free from. The everyday tedious parts of life, and I, I think we're a safe space for that. So you see a lot of creative outfits and creative makeup, and I've I've seen some really cool. Like, can you do my makeup next time? Yeah, right. Because um, <laughs> you are so makeup? much better at it than me. <laughs> How'd you get your hair like that? <laughs> Can Seriously, I, <laughs> I compliment mm-hmm. so many people's outfits after shows because it's it's just amazing. <laughs> I just love how Daniel came into the room too, and he had rainbow sunglasses, and he turns around, and he also has like a rainbow on his belt, <laughs> very rainbowy. Like yeah. even in your guys' style of music, colorful as heck. Yeah, yeah. Even and, your guys' personalities. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and and yeah, like as far as as people coming dressed up to our concerts go, we have people show up in full suits sometimes, and like I, I think there was even like a ball gown once or twice. Uh, yeah, uh, I might be using the wrong terminology. Like a you know big dress. Oh yeah, uh, probably. We, you know. we we have people show up dressed as pirates. We have people show up dressed in like kind of their gothic vampire-y spooky best. Uh, some in steampunk even too. I yeah, yeah. steampunk, steam, mm. um, all 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 manner of people, all flavors, Viking. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. There's been a couple of Vikings at our concerts, yeah. and yeah, absolutely. Like however, however you want to express yourself, then an infamous concert is a safe place to do so. And do you guys want to talk a little bit about 
your guys's costumes and that sort of thing, like what you guys. Yeah, with all this theatrics, like yeah. it's, cool it's not a costume. I dress like that every day. <laughs> That's average, average Tuesday afternoon for Ursula. <laughs> no, that would be sweatpants and like a t-shirt. You know this. Uh, I don't. I don't know this. I don't see you like that. I don't know. I'm the type of person who's like sweatpants and then maybe a tutu on top. Like I don't know how to like balance it sometimes. <laughs> no, I'm absolutely joking. I, I am the person that uh, do I need to wear pants for this? Um. <laughs> if I do, I'm not going. <laughs> yeah, that's Paige's thing. I think, goodness, they have leggings nowadays, you know? Athleisure. Ooh. <laughs> Not doing any athletics, but definitely leisure, yeah. <laughs> Did you want to weigh in on the, on the wardrobe? On the wardrobe. Uh, mine's mostly functional, um, but I just wanted it to, to look cool. So, I don't... It, there's no real style to it exactly. It's just all black. <laughs> yeah. It's all black. <laughs> Yeah, I, I try not to Rockin'. to wear I try not to wear the same outfit too many times. I'll I'll like change it up, like you know, change a shirt, change a tie, change the vests. Um, I've got some new wardrobe combinations that I'm going to start wearing this summer as early as May third. And uh, <laughs> if you if you can't tell, we're we're trying to we're trying to pack that room, so y'all better get there halfway to Halloween. Let's go. Yeah, um, yeah. So we're yeah outfits. Try to do lots of different stuff. I got I got stuff you guys haven't even seen yet. Mm-hmm. Not even in the band. Yeah. Never before seen outfit release. Yeah. Third. <laughs> yeah, come come for the music, stay for the outfits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um and in an ideal world, if everything you wanted could go immediately your way, where where do you see yourself and music? Hopes and dreams. What are the hopes and dreams? Hopes and dreams is getting out there, playing in front of audiences um, all over, like as many places as, as we as we can as we can go. Um, obviously, limitations. If there's no li- limitations, then it would be like a, what we would consider a world tour, I guess. I mean, if there was no limitations, but but that's the ideal. If we can we can get there. I'm thinking more on a like personal level. Uh, I'm a forever student. I'm never done learning. So if I won, I don't know, a billion dollars in the lottery tomorrow, uh, I would probably quit my day job and dedicate myself to learn as much as I could about music. Like... I'd end up with a PhD in music somewhere (laughs) and being able to compose like a whole orchestra thing because that that would be my dream would be to do it full time. Yeah. Kind of to echo what Paige said, the mission statement, one of the one of the many mission statements of Infamous is we want just want to get in front of as many people as we can. And I know we've got fans all over the planet in little pockets here or there. We've... uh, Actually, the first the, there was kind of a race because there were two songs that were getting really close to ten thousand spins on Spotify, and uh, this is the life was being listened to a lot in Mexico, and then uh, Enslave Me was being listened to a lot in Brazil. So there was kind of like this race 
for uh, to see <laughs> who which one was going to get to do that to ten thousand first. That's so awesome. And uh, Brazil pulled through and <laughs> enslaved me one, and which I mean, you know, there's that that was just like a no lose scenario. That was just really cool to watch. Like these, <laughs> these okay. two countries, like who's going to listen to us more? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, like we've, we've got, uh, fans in Mexico, uh, all over South America, um, Spain, India, Ukraine. And that, that just really chokes me up that we've got listeners in Ukraine that are like fighting for their lives and they're listening to our music. So like, oh my God. Um, and I, and I've got the kind of thing a, that'll get them through, you know, music, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I've I've got kind of like a, a special tribute to Ukraine that I'm unveiling at the May third concert. Um, yeah, so we've yeah, that's the mission statement: just get in front of, and many get in front of as many people as we can. Love that, love that too. Well, the next question was kind of where are we going to see you guys next? But obviously, everyone together now, <laughs> May third. <3rd. laughs> But aside from that, we like to kind of just like jut in with a little bit of like art and art talk. Um, do you guys know any like local artists or do you know of any like even famous artists that you want to talk about? Well, for local, um, I would have to mention, um, well, Lewis Mayhem. I, I know it's a brand. I know, but it's it's a combination of... Yeah, of of Corey, who does all the fashion design, and she put uh, Nat's work on all the stuff she designs. Um, listeners can see this, but um, my jacket has an awesome Louis Mayhem patch in the back. That's awesome. It's, it's got um, like a bat on it's it. Is that a skull? <laughs> oh. That's yeah. great. Bat and a moon and Ooh, a skull. Very cool. It's a Mina. I love skulls. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought that was a cat with wings. Yeah, it's it's Samina. It's it's a cat with wings, oh. which is a oh, mythology. it's the same as your shirt. Yeah. Oh my. But, but my shirt is by a different uh, independent artist who is not local, so I haven't quite mentioned this. But I wonder if that's just like your spirit animal, you know? <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah, I could so see that totally. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have to mention them, and uh, I don't know if you're going to mention who I'm thinking of. So I'll let you. No, speak. you go ahead. I was I was going to quickly interject, and I was going to say Lewis Mayhem was involved in one of my newest stage pieces. Nice. So, yeah. Who are you going to say? Renee Robin. Obviously, yeah, <laughs> she is absolutely amazing. If you haven't seen uh, her work, I, I, I know there's um, she's done some um, collaboration slash educational videos with uh, Photoshop. Uh, am I right? Yeah, um, and I think the next one is free. So if people are interested hey! in learning some stuff on Photoshop, Where does she check teach it out. Uh, Online or is this like? No, I, I think it's a collaboration with them, so it might be on their link. Uh, so I, I saw it on on her social media that she she posted. Hey, this is going to happen soon. So if you want to check it out, here's the link. Renee Robin. Yeah, <laughs> she's amazing. She's worked with so many big name artists. So we're like Alice Cooper. <laughs> yeah, she shot Alice Cooper. She shot Nita Strauss. She's shot Phil Anselmo from Pantera. She shot Lita Ford. She's shot lots of lots of people. Yeah. Um. Was that the? Yep. Okay. Um. Uh. One. So uh, I've I've had multiple collaborations in the last year or so with uh, D Hogan Dark Art. She painted two of my guitar pickguards. 
She's she's very talented. If you go look her up on Instagram, I think I think that is just her her handle on Instagram is uh, D Hogan Dark Art. Um, yeah, I think I think uh, Ursula kind of covered the rest of everyone else. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> the only other one I will mention is Jamie Pruden. Uh, yeah. Jamie Pruden Art. Uh, he's done a lot of the um, stuff for uh, Hilarious House of Fra- F- Hilarious House of Frightenstein. Is that what it's? That's the one. He's done I, a lot of work for them. Uh, he also did a lot of work for the Rutherford Manor uh, side of things, um, and then he just has his own personal paintings and personal uh, collaborations and stuff. And but he's also a uh, he also has a uh, a hypnotist show uh, called Sebastian Steele. <clears throat> so, so he cool. does that as well. So, but amazing art artwork, caricatures, um, almost anything. He loves Star Wars. He loves Star Wars. Yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has yeah. a whole Boba Fett costume and a Batman costume. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, if you go to like the con, like the the Comic Cons, the con uh, circuit, you're always going to find him. Yeah, like, he, he he is there. He has a booth there, he and sense. pretty much, yeah. and he's amazing. His his art is so good. Jamie's actually done a bunch of our concert posters. So, I, good good mention, Paige. Yeah. Um. And uh, Wait, I have an artist. Okay. You have an artist? Oh, please. Oh yeah, Jill Hollett, guys. She was um, she was a graphic art designer, but also a tattoo artist for a while. But now she got a permanent job as a graphic artist. So congratulations to you, Jill. I'm glad you got the awesome dog at, at the awesome job at Bean Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Love that name. Actually, I, I think it's Beam Dog. <laughs> Said it with an N. <laughs> Anyway, she's got some really great art. I'll just show you guys, but it's a lot of like mushrooms and it's like kind of psychedelic and she uses some watercolor and stuff. It's just a lot of like graphic art and she's pretty cool. I got a couple of her t-shirts. So if you guys are interested in some really cool graphic t-shirts with mushrooms and some psychedelic art on it, go check her stuff out. On guys. (laughs) On guys. (laughs) Oh, then I should mention to Dark Knits. she, She does corsets and costuming, but she... She has, last time um, I saw her, uh, which was yesterday because I went to the um, night, the alt night market. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. How was so that? Oh, it, it was great. Like, it always is. It, it always is. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I bought so many things. <sighs> I'm like, only $100 <laughs> at each table. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she does so many great creations. Like She has a mushroom hat that Every time I see it, it's like I'm completely in love. And she made the entire piece herself. And it's just like, how? It's gorgeous. Well, do you did you have an artist, Grace? I've been liking Lydia's work recently. Oh yeah, talk about like things you can put on your head and I stuff can't like remember. that. She, she built a these, helmet once. She that makes was, these like masks out of um cardboard and different like paper mache stuff and then she paints them and they're just like insanely whimsical and beautiful um they're really well done but they give me like the heebie-jeebies in like the best way (laughs) seriously yeah creepy the way she does them so well so well done actually one more mention is uh amanda carnavale 
Carnival, Carnivale. Yeah. She's also our, our main makeup artist that we use um, for photo shoots, video shoots. But she also does some other uh, creations at home too. I, I'm uh, not sure. Much, it's much beauty and darkness. And um, she, she has a series. Um, they're called, okay, I'm sorry if I butcher it, um, Agorables? Agorables, yeah, okay. Yeah. Agorables. Uh, which is uh, she makes horror movie characters oh, out adorable. of creepy, tiny, cute dolls. They are the cutest, creepiest thing you're ever gonna see. <laughs> <laughs> that is so awesome. Something about creepy dolls and stuff like that. It's its right. own art, actually. Mm-hmm. It's really its own category, which is funny. Um, and what is a story, music related or not music related, that <sighs> you've always wanted to tell, but you feel like you never get the chance to to, to tell people. Yeah. I know you had one, Ursula, for sure. It, it's a music-related one, and it's from when I was a little kid. I love those stories. Once again, zero recollection of Liz. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently I haven't changed much since I was a kid to how I am right now. Shocker. Um, so it was one day um, coming out of a restaurant, and this woman was walking in, and suddenly I hear Ursula. I'm like, yes, hi. It's me, uh, Miss Blah, 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 Blah. I was your kindergarten teacher. <laughs> and it's like, I totally do not remember you. Hey, it's so great to see you. Oh my God, running randomly to you on the streets. And she proceeded to tell the story that um, when I was in in kindergarten, um, I, I was an outgoing kid. I don't know where she might have gotten that. Um, and um, like, for example, let's say they brought the fireman in to uh, visit the class and she would call on the class like, yeah, um, does anybody have any words uh, for the lovely fireman that just came to visit? And of course, I raised my hand, of course, (laughs) stood up in front of my entire class. I have a song and proceeded to make up a song about how grateful we were for the fireman to show into (laughs) a class and tell us about Fire safety. <laughs> That's amazing. That's the most precious thing ever. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's adorable. That's like kindergarten grade one. Like that sounds pretty young. Oh, five-year-old me, oh, kindergarten. My gosh. If I was a firefighter at that time too, I would break down and cry. That'd be so yeah, I cute. Think I'd probably cry. <laughs> Adorable little Ursula. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about you guys? Do you guys have any stories or, you know, even childhood memories or any like funny things that have happened on stage or between you guys as a band even? Give us some things. You've gone terribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Tell us the disasters. Not the good ones. We want to hear the bad ones yet. <laughs> I mean, I've got one of each if you guys want. For specifically hearing from this context. Paige, do you have anything before I, before I go? Okay. Um, I'll, I'll give you one of things going wrong and then things going right. So we, <laughs> we, we played a festival in 2019 and this, uh, this band, uh, that was on first, you know, I, I wanted infamous people to be there and, you know, attend the other bands and support and all that. 
and we were watching the first band on, and the guy, I don't know what he was, what it was going on with him, but he he kicked a mic stand at one of my vocalists at the time, oh. and I caught it. Like I had this Shaolin ninja monk warrior moment of jidoi where I where I caught it and I I put it very calmly back on the stage and I just glared at him for the entire rest of the concert like you motherfucker like that that could have changed our concert entirely. Um, well, it, snipe. Well, you know, get a mic stand in the teeth like that. Ooh, like yeah, yeah. So he you're he, meant to have weights on them. <laughs> Yeah, so he came up to me afterwards. He's like, I'm an asshole. I'm sorry. And I was like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> like, you, no. If you want to repair the situation, go away. <laughs> um, so that was a moment of going, or, you know, almost going wrong. And then uh, a moment of gone right. Um, I'm not a confrontational guy. Like, I, I, I do not do confrontation well. Uh, but I'll, I'll spare you some details. At one of our concerts last summer, we we removed a uh, kind of a villain from one of our concerts, and uh, and in the interest of creating a safe space for the people there, like he was he was upsetting and agitating a couple people, and I went to security and I was like, get this fucking guy out of my concert. And well, I don't I don't do that often. I don't have to do that often. I don't like doing that. But uh, but yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, like we mentioned before, how infamous concerts are a safe space, and and we we actively take steps to to make that a thing. Yeah, that's true yeah. care, you know, for the people who are coming to watch your shows. Yeah, exactly. And unfortunately, it can be a fickle thing sometimes. You know, sometimes you do kind of have to create a little bit of conflict when there's conflict. But yeah, I mean, who's really in charge? Who's the boss when there's a show? You know, like you guys are really. You're the one making yeah. the the feels, the vibes. You're the one creating this for them. And uh, really, there's no one in charge who's going to kick them out anyways. You know, no one's really in charge when it comes to a band, when it comes to music, when it comes to going out to a show. So it's kind of a weird situation that can sometimes get taken advantage of. But yeah, well, thank goodness you guys have such a wonderful community. Yeah. You kind of strive to build it. Yeah. Oh, we're we're not the only ones. Like you know, the that that guy that we kicked out. He's a very slim minority, and uh, and the Edmonton music scene is really good for that. Like if someone is creating an unsafe space, it 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 gets jumped on pretty quick. So mm-hmm. eradicated. So, <laughs> so yeah. evicted. So, exactly. So well, yeah. Like yeah. Edmonton's really good for that, and the bands are really good for that. Like I've I've been to lots of concerts where people were, you know, someone was was causing a problem, and they they get removed or they. The singer's like, hey, you, yeah, red shirt, you, I'm looking at you, the guy with the microphone, talking to you, get out. Like, I saw like, it at July Talk once. He was yelling out, take off your shirt. And like the main singer of July Talk, she's very feminist, you know, she doesn't stand for that. Immediately stops the show. That guy, right there. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe how much they really just like stopped everything for it. But like, he, yeah. um, I think the whole crowd like kind of. Shoved him out. Like, the whole crowd worked at kind of getting him out. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny how that ended up working. It was kind of like justice, you know? <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Um, did you guys want to talk a little bit about your name and how that came to be? Yeah. So, the name was not actually my choice. Um, so, in 2017, I was in this... Uh, well, I mean, for a couple of years before that, I was in this uh, rock band previously called Savage Playground, 
great time, great great band, great people, great memories. Um, they were they were very serious. Like that's that's the band that I opened up for Gene Simmons with and recorded in Los Angeles with Lita Ford lift with and took guitar lessons from Guns N' Roses with. So like that 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 has still to this day a lot of my favorite memories. You know, not that we're not making more. Um, yeah. So they were they were, they were very there was a very tight ship, so to speak. And when I approached them in 2017 and I said, "Hey, I'm considering doing this thing." Um, with Rutherford Manor, where they want me to put out this album called Taste of Madness. They want me to be associated with their TV series. Um, do I have your blessing to do it? And then their their one condition was, it has to be your name on the band. And I was like, well, uh, I'm not a vain asshole. What? Why? <laughs> why? Why? What's the mentality behind that? And they're like, well, it makes it makes Savage look like a bigger deal. Which you know, they they made a business choice, and that that tracks. So, you know, like Guns N' Roses, really big deal. And then Slash. Like Slash's name is big enough that it has weight and because of guns. And the, the, they kind of like complement each other in that way. So they said, we want you to do the same thing because it makes Savage a bigger deal. And I was like, okay, if that's, if that's what it takes, then I will do that. I, I, don't, I didn't like putting my name on it and there's still kind of some extent of like, I still don't like it. Um, but yeah. You're lucky you got a nice ring to your name too. Oh, do, oh yeah. I'm, I'm worried about that. Cause I, I don't think that Daniel Martin's a very rock and roll name. I, I should have come up with something different, <laughs> but yeah. And, and Daniel Martin. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you totally think so. Um, yeah. We're our biggest critics totally we're so harsh on ourselves, and that's coming from an artist's perspective too. I like burn my paintings sometimes. I'm like, it's <laughs> shit. No, I don't care what you have to say. But yeah. But yeah, that's that is that is how the band got its name. Like I, I just wanted to form something else. Like, kind of like uh, there's an offshoot of Rammstein called Emigrate. Like I want to do something like that. But, oh, that's cool. Yeah. But with my name being on the band, it does set kind of a nice precedence of like. All the final says come down to me, which which makes it go faster. Mm. Dictatorship. <laughs> <laughs> We're being suppressed. <laughs> help! Help! <laughs> oh, God. I can't breathe. <laughs> We're gonna have some strong words after this point. <laughs> you set this up perfectly, like silver platter. Come on. <laughs> You you cannot say you're shocked. Ah, <laughs> uh, you shock me in all kinds of ways, Ursula. <laughs> That's between the two of us only. <laughs> Don't bring the stuff. Jeez. Well, that's all the questions that we had for you guys. Did you guys have anything you would like to say? Anything else? Yes, ask Daniel about his pants. Oh, yes. Please tell us about your pants. What is with these pants? I have, these I have pants. so many I pants. Know I don't know what pants. specifically you're... Are you, are you referring to the blue leather ones? Yes. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so I have a pair of blue leather pants that I guess might make it onto the rotation at some point. And I, I sent Ursula... Ursula was the first person I, person I sent a, a picture to. I was like, hey, these are my new stage pants. Uh, I just... Like, someone gave them to someone who gave them to me. Um, what do you think? And her first thought was... She's like, okay, turn around, show us the culo. <laughs> They're leather. Immediately. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Blue? Sweet. 
sweet. Yeah, blue, blue leather pants. They're blue they're straight pants. straight out of the eighties. It's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> um, I I did have a oh, sorry. Go on. There are also someone's mom's pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're leaving out the most important yeah. part of that story. Where did you get them from? <laughs> Somebody's mom. No, it's my friend's friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's my friend's mo- friend. <laughs> Definitely not mom. <laughs> no, but that's pretty cool, though. I mean, like, especially in the 80s, women's clothing was on point. The colors... Crazy. Yeah. Every single hair metal band yeah. was wearing women's pants at that time. Yeah, it's I true. mean, come on, right? Like, seriously, you, you really think that Motley Crue wasn't wearing women's clothing? <laughs> like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Don't be naive, guys. Exactly. Dude, like a lady. <laughs> they spend more on makeup than most women did. <laughs> yes. And by the way, Daniel looks great in those pants. I need to add. <laughs> most, most of my wardrobe is from the women's section because men's is boring. I mean, it's yeah, true. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Uh, any any closing thoughts? Because I've, I've I've got one that I kind of saved to the end, but I want to want to make sure you guys have your your, your say. Speak away. <laughs> okay, so as we're wrapping this thing up, we actually brought you guys a little a little gift where we we brought some uh, some posters of us for you that we're gonna sign oh, and we're gonna. Way. I brought two. I can go to the car and get Aiden, our sound guy, a third one. <laughs> I didn't know there was gonna be three people in the room. Do you, Aiden, do you wanna do you want a signed poster? Mean, we'll like, share a bank account soon. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll share it. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll share two for three people. Unless you really want one, I'm not going to speak for you. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah, awesome. that's 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 our gift to you guys because we're grateful that you included us in your in your podcast and uh, and you're happy to be here. Thank you so much. Yeah, and thank you guys so for, for coming. coming. Yep. Thank um, you so much. Big picture. I. It's it's been lovely. Our absolute <laughs> pleasure. Um, yeah, I just wanted to point out that you were late today because uh, on the high level bridge, it was closed because a naked man was on top of it. Top? What? <laughs> is, naked man! Is that top. why I was late? Welcome to Edmonton. There's some weird <laughs> stuff going on. Have you guys seen the unicycles? Do you know what I'm talking about? You know how there's the electric um, <gasps> scooters? Yep. No. They have electric no. unicycles now and I was sitting on my I live on White Ave and I was sitting on my patio just people watching Friday night whatever I saw like three people zoom by on these like one wheel unicycle things and it's just what? like are they electric? yes like they're awesome. like the lime scooters but it's just one wheel it's just a unicycle and people are like <laughs> ripping through the construction traffic on White Ave well, weren't those, unicycles? Weren't those a thing? Not electric, but weren't those a Makes thing sense. in the 80s? Like I, that, that kind of feels like it was an 80s like thing that scooter. somebody like decided to bring back, you know? Or like, a circus? <laughs> no, it's well, the yes. circus, electric. Anyways. That's fun. Throw that in there. Um, wow. Well, thanks so much for coming on the pod and come to Temple at the Starlight Room on May 3rd, May 3rd. to see these guys live. Happy to Halloween. <laughs> Show up on a unicycle. Please. <laughs> Show up in, an, in a Halloween costume. <laughs> well, thanks again so much, guys. Thank we you. out! <laughs>